house in. And now... You are going to have to let us stay. Let me just give you this advice. Song title. Hey, dude. Hey, dude. Are you sure? Hey, dude. so much better. All right, everybody. Welcome to the 100th Spectacular episode. We're Matt and Bob. We're here to pod. This is the... Now, fair warning, there may be strobing uh, uh, and induced yes. coat, so be warned. Yes. Bob, how the, hell, how the hell are you? Yes, beware, there is a fog machine. There, If you are subject to seizures, Ba-na-na-na. please. Ba-na-na-na. Yes, if you're, it, feels if, like, if, it feels like a long time ago when we decided to record our conversations on the Andrew Dice Clay Showtime show titled Dice. <laughs> It, what started as a, a dice review pod has <laughs> quick, quick, quickly pivoted. Yes, <laughs> quickly pivoted into a every man's podcast uh, about uh, what, what's streamable, what's what's yeah. in the theater, and just you know a, a great run of uh, a case fours and uh, you know uh, Rushmore's of favorite films. And yeah, genres. it's really it's really a movie hang, and that's that's what we're trying to do now and. You know, we're not experts. We don't pretend to be, but yeah. we're we're people that are opinionated at least. And the goal is that people can come and sit in and listen to our show. And it's almost like you're hanging with your buddies and talking about movies and TV. So yeah, I I mean the goal is to be like, hey, uh, I wonder what my buddies think of this and if I should waste my time or not. Um, and that's kind of the goal. Yes. Uh, as opposed to like, uh, let's let's hear what these uh, you know nerdy experts yeah. have to say with their their witty remarks and their impossibly deep reference level. Um, yeah, it's like almost uh, like a fucking food critic, you know these. Yeah. Like the Ratatouille. What was the name of the Ratatouille? This the snooty food critic guy. You know, there's, oh, there's movie critics yeah, that are out there me. like that, and they have podcasts, and that's not really us. You're probably gonna get a lot of fart jokes. You're you know gonna get inside baseball references that you guys probably the 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 listeners don't always understand but you know it's it's fun and and i've been happy to kind of archive all this stuff it's fun to go back and and listen and you know as we kind of transition through life to be able to to have all these conversations in a vault somewhere you know and yeah 100 percent so i mean you know stuff like on the ringer you know our boys at the watch the andy greenwalds of the world chris ryan yeah yeah, it was just like if you can find a way to diss on True Detective One, I, I don't need to listen to your opinions. <laughs> yeah, really, that's a good point, man. It's like you may be a little too cynical. But yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, it's, but anyway, we're it's here. Fun. And if you're a new listener, please, I I encourage you guys to like and follow and give us a review, even if you'd like. So welcome in if you're new, and if you've been here for a long time, thanks for for always coming to the hang. Thanks for putting up with the uh, the seizure or the strobing induced yes, seizures. Thank you. Um, yeah, we definitely got a lot of strobing going on in uh, in uh, Stranger Things season three. Um, I uh, I think I I thought this got back on track. I kind of thought season two was a dud uh, in a in a few ways, and it kind of uh, it kind of didn't get me hyped to see season three as. Um, uh, how did you feel about it, just kind of general? I don't know. I actually, I, I can't remember much of season two now that I'm 
thinking about it in this moment, but I thought that this movie, or this show, I, first let me say, we know that we're a little late to the party and we're not going to bog this episode down with a ton of analysis on this because there's just so much out there in the ether right now in the, in the world. So, But I did think that there was a lot of parts of this, this season that I really liked, and I think this show in general I really get down with. I, I like yeah. Stranger Things. There were some problems with it, and we'll get to that in a minute. But overall, I thought, I'm always just amazed at the production design and the level mm-hmm. of, of elements. That, that The 1980s mall that they recreated is oh, just amazing. amazing. Yeah. The the uh, Mind Flayer monster that, that just goes into yeah. that, that was incredible. I, I, I love all of the characters and you know, what they did with the characters this season, take it or leave it. But I, I really I really enjoy a lot of the performances and it's it's throwback and it's nostalgia. But it doesn't just lean on nostalgia. If it was just nostalgic, I don't think I would keep coming back season after season. But it, it has that right amount of nostalgia in especially because like that was kind of movies that we were we came up on because we we're early night or we were mid 80s kids but you know that, yeah, those the, were kinda... the et's of the world yeah the this the whole spielberg canon on, on i mean in a way i mean this is yeah, or even just like stephen left... king stuff those were some of the first yeah. horror movies we were watching you know i mean this is definitely a love letter to the 80s and there's all these easter eggs that i've probably missed like and, the fucking and... terminator walking around the russian terminator <laughs> no that that was a bit obvious but yeah i, I was going to kind of like point uh as put to you a few like hey do you think this was that and uh yeah we, we definitely got a, a terminator lookalike um i i don't know if you caught this uh, it was a really cool kind of nod to spielberg where uh where hopper they're, they're searching around uh, and he's got the gun and then like the gun comes into shadow into like in, into like uh comes into the light and like just just the gun is in shadow and it's very like like that first shot of um Raiders of the Lost Ark, mm. where you just see you, you just see his, his hand come up in, in the in the shadow, and it's got the whip. Um, yeah, that's so, it. Like little, yeah, little, little stuff, stuff like that like here that. and there. Yeah, and and this this season played a lot with relationships in general, which I appreciate. It's not just Monster Mash, but they played a lot with familiar relationships, whether it was Billy and his sister, or whether it was uh, you know the Hopper in in Eleven L and and kind of the father daughter thing, but then also just romantic relationships and really at its core the show starts to it's it's about these kids and coming of age and this season really started to lean into there's some kids that want to hang on to certain parts of their youth and there's other kids that are growing and developing out of that and that's just a very you can recall the time in your life you know. And I, uh, I I appreciated those elements to this season specifically as well. Yeah, I guess I guess the main drawback to two was kind of that uh, expanded universe of the other, uh, you know, kids uh, number eight who uh, and then oh yeah, e- that was e- a huge misstep. That was a huge fucking uh, misstep. I mean, it kind of reminded me of um, the third Spider Man where we get uh, uh, emo. <laughs> um, Toby Maguire, uh, yeah, Evo, Toby Maguire, Evo's, yeah, Evo Peter Parker, yeah, yeah. So then we had emo uh, eleven. 11. I, so I think this was like, all right, let's just get back to what what worked yeah. really well. And they took a swing I, there, they missed, and they said, okay, we're just gonna completely dis. There's eleven's got some friends running around out there, but everyone yeah, hated it. Yeah, we're gonna yeah. keep moving. <laughs> yeah, that's just. Uh, I just forget about that. Oh, okay, moving on. Yeah. Um. The uh, do you? 
what am I trying to say? Or do you have a handle on like the whole mythology that's going on, like what the Russians are doing and why? And, and uh, are people aware of the shit that happens when you try to open up this hole? And or is it just the people, the kids of Hawkins that got to deal with it? Yeah, it really seems uh, weird that it just happens to be this one small town in Indiana, and, and there's really not a lot of press ever about it. I mean, this whole mall just got basically ripped apart and blown to pieces, and multiple people have been murdered or massacred or become part of this blob. And yeah, I, it's like just 30 always weird. plus people actually died. Yeah, it's weird that they continue to live in the town. And, you yeah. know, obviously, spoiler coming, but you know, Joyce and them start to move away, and I'm like, no shit, I can't believe it took you three seasons to want to pack up that U-Haul. It's, I know it's just terrorizing yeah, exactly. your family. Everyone you touch and love dies. It's like get the hell out of there and uh, move the across the gets, state. Yeah, the horror gets ratcheted up too in the season. It's like there's some gruesome scenes. Yeah. Uh, I mean, when when Elle's got that thing in her leg from the bite, and then they're trying to remove it, and the guy's digging his hand into her leg. Yeah, um, that was a great scene. Like, like some sort of like a battlefield, like primitive uh, makeshift hospital. Um. And yeah, the so do you are you aware of like Demi Gorgon versus Mind Flayer? So do you yeah, so the, on like the first one that was a missing the, the, they they go through different horror elements each season. So the first one was that missing boy mystery where the whole town's mm-hmm. looking for it, and you realize that there's this alternate universe, the the underground, and and really the the universe is being run by the Demogorgon. And, yeah, that resolves itself. And then the second one was this kind of um, mind control, the mind flare. Uh, and this one was really kind of a... This season was was him coming back again, but now he's been able to manifest himself into almost a body snatchers type. He's able to possess yeah. people and in, in, in walk around in a human form. So this one was the body snatcher season, basically. Yeah. I guess that's, yeah, that's I the, as much handle as I have on it. And, and the... The underground's been closed, but the Russians are trying to harness its power somehow. So that's why they're yeah, blasting I, through with the lasers. I mean, are, are there are there more questions to be answered other than uh, I think they're trying to utilize it as a weapon? Like like all the ridiculous reasons for bringing back terror, uh, t- terrifying hor- horrific creatures into the world. I mean, possibly. I I just. That's that's kind of the show is starting to get into sequel town, where yeah. the first season they came out swinging. They had a really specific story that they wanted to tell. They executed it to a T. All of a sudden, it's one of the most popular shows on TV. People can't get enough of it. And then it's okay. How do we stretch this? How can this be something that we can replicate season and season and season? And so yeah, now it's it starting gets... to get stretched a little thinner, and it's starting to get weaker as as we. I can see the chinks in the armor, you know. Yeah, uh, I mean, in terms of, like, yeah, really explaining exactly everything and, and why people are doing what. Because initially, you know, it's like that Dr. Brenner guy, the one who, like, was... They're just conducting experiments, right? Yeah, Matthew Modine. Then, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and then stuff just kind of goes awry because of these experiments, and you can you can kind of wrap your head around that. But then when it's, like... You know, nine. You know, uh, nineteen eighty four, and the Russians are building some giant laser, and and the thing blows up and vaporizes the people that were standing next to it for some reason. Like, why weren't they behind the protective glass? Yeah. Uh, and like, um, why does the glass protect the other people? Uh, and why aren't they wearing? Glass. Yeah. Yeah. Why aren't they wearing any protective gear when they run into the you know the the zone where all these vaporized bodies are? And um, I honestly, yeah, just like. Cut, 
I get past that kind of stuff, man. I for yeah. my thing, my my main critiques were just why did we need two separate groups decoding the Russians, and then it didn't really seem like the Joyce and like that that whole thing. They they really didn't have a lot of purpose, and mm-hmm. they didn't even know the fucking code at the end of the day. Dustin had to call his girlfriend for the to- the code, so it was like what? I mean, it just seemed like there was people doing shit just for the sake of doing shit. And yeah, that, exactly. And that was kind that- of. A, that part kind of drove me nuts. We, we we get the reveal of the Susie chick, and it's just like the worst intro ever. She makes him sing the song. Wait, you didn't like that? Like, I thought the Never Ending Story bit was one of the best parts this season. Really? I, I, for me, it was just like, people are dying, kid. <laughs> like, g- get well, us the code. And those, those, pre- those seconds are precious seconds that lead to Hopper potentially being vaporized. Do you actually think yeah, he's dead? Yeah, exactly. Do you actually think he's oh, gone? Yeah. I, there's no way he's not. He's gone. But he's one well, of the most popular characters. There's no way. Well, he's 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 hell he's Hellboy now. So he, you know, he has, he has well, time. But for they it. didn't. The fact that you they don't you don't see him getting ripped apart. That I was yeah, like, yeah. You know. Well, forget about that. I mean, how about the end? Yeah, uh, the, where not the American. No, 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 not the American. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's there. He's in that cell somewhere. They somehow that happened. But I think the the never ending story takes an extra 15 seconds and then they're not able to turn the key because russian terminator comes in and it's like fuck mm-hmm. if you guys didn't sing never ending story we would have been cool <laughs> yeah i mean the irony of that is is a little funny now but like in the moment you're like why why are these people listening to this it's like come on <laughs> yeah you, you think that hopper with with his with his short fuse would have just got on it and been like girl we are going to die get me the yeah. fucking codes <laughs> get me the codes yeah that's at least what i would have done but yeah I, I the neverending story bit was 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 still funny and then did you go and youtube it did you listen to the have you have you gone back and kind of ran that back a few times on youtube the song no Oh, uh, you have. No, I, I, I have. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not a never-ending story guy. Oh, you aren't. No, I. I. I I'm more of a. What I like about never-ending story is the Lionel Hutz reference, where it's like, Mr. Simpson, this is the great, the most egregious case of a false advertising since my case against the never-ending story. <laughs> <laughs> Lionel. Hi, I'm Lionel Hutz. Oh no, wait, that is that a different Troy McClure? Sorry. Same. Yeah, yeah. Same voice. Different. Same different voice. Character. Yeah, I how, uh, go ahead, you. No, I was just gonna. I mean, how great is David Harbor? Think about just yeah. getting onto Jim Hopper real quick. I, I mean, I do you think he's the star of the show? Yeah. Who do you have as your MVPs? Uh, yeah. F- so favorite character, I, I always go uh, Steve Harrington, only because yeah. I had a the very hair? the Steve the Hair Harrington. I and I like <laughs> that this show does this where it it presents to you a character arc, a, a proto, like a stereotypical character and then they turn it on mm-hmm. its head and they constantly do it they did it this year 100%. with the russian the russian scientist and all of a sudden he becomes this lovable slushy drinking dude you know and you're like oh i totally thought they were gonna just hit all these tri- typical beats and steve like he's he's become this awesome this this awesome lovable character and i thought he was gonna be jerky boyfriend and and so just his evolution as a character i've always enjoyed and then i thought the steve and robin character development this year was totally earned i thought it was the most earned of any of the relationships throughout the season so Stephen robin yeah I, I just thought that that the the reveal and in, in the conversation they had while they were doped up from the the russian drugs i, oh, I thought that oh, was a great yeah. scene yeah all that stuff was great and like the reveal of her um you know being gay and uh that whole stuff yeah i mean that all that stuff felt great yeah it was super earned and um what 
his name is Joe Karyev right here, Steve Harrington. Yeah, he does a great job. I I was good actor. I, I guess I yeah. Um, the the kid actors can can kind of only take you so far, and you well, know they're they're Millie Bobby Brown's kind amazing. Of, She's a fantastic actress. Eleven. Ooh. The girl who plays Eleven. Oh, oh, God. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, she. I mean, she's killing it. And everyone else is now kind of, like, in their awkward phase. So I think like... du- the kid who plays Dustin's really talented as well. Yeah. And... Yeah, I, I mean, you put it up on the on the Instagram, but what what do you think is the great, the better tandem? The, the Joyce Hopper or the... Um, was it Harrington and uh, well, yeah, the, you know, Dustin? Well, now it's it's no longer just Dustin and Steve because you've got Robin in there. Plus, you've got Erica, the the new little sister, and she was hilarious. I thought uh, overall I, that that whole uh, scoops ahoy team. I thought yeah. definitely was my favorite. A lot of the a lot of the normally I would say Joyce and Hopper, but a lot of their stuff I was just kind of let's get back to it. I'm uh I I'm kind of all set on uh, Winona Ryder in this show. I I mean she gets first she billing. Just, the Stranger Things yeah. comes up and then Winona Ryder's the first name out of the gate. Yeah, I know. You can I tell just, that's like, in her contract. One hundred percent. Which is so like I don't know what nineteen twenties Hollywood like first billing demands. Um, yeah, I I just uh, the character is annoying to me and it always was. Uh, and and then the I forget the guy's name, but the the guy that's doing all the um, uh, the, the Russian uh, oh my god uh, translating. Oh yeah, uh, his name's Brett yeah. Gelman. Yeah, he's hilarious. the dude. He, he he's in other guys. The Christina. Oh really? You come back and you fuck my wife, Christina. <laughs> her name's Christina. Are you deaf or are you dumb? That guy. Yeah. He's also in Fleabag. I've been watching that. Fleabag. This week I started funny, watching right? Fleabag. Yeah, and he's great in it. And it was it was so weird because I just got done watching Stranger Things, and then here's this motherfucker again, and he's playing the same Same asshole. guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Same idiot. Yeah. Bald Eagle. Yeah, Bald Eagle. Oh, that was a good bit. Good bit. Yeah. Making him his call sign, Bald Eagle. But, but when he calls them out and essentially completely strips them bare i'm like yes that's what we're thinking like just just get over it yeah god you know what i mean like that fuck each other or don't yeah just let's move on let's get back to the 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 four the four kids yeah the joyce's love interest thing just i hope that they know no one cares nobody cares about who's in love with joyce but i you know it's part of the show yeah um overall i i well, I also I so how aware you are these little Easter eggs? I haven't really like looked up any sort of a list, but I I did appreciate. I mean, I get the really got, obvious uh, ones, but n- not not yeah. the nuanced ones. How about Paul Reiser as the uh, kind of re- reprising his role as the guy from Aliens who just wants to bring the the thing out to the, into yeah. the open against everyone else's wishes? Well, and then uh, and then they're using they're using old eighty stars. Carrie mm-hmm. Elwes, Carrie Elwes is the mayor, so they're they're even yeah. going back to now these you know kind of older uh, uh, ominous. Uh, Although to be fair, I only really know that guy as um, the Claw or the guy that tries claw. to do the Claw in Liar Liar. Princess Bride, Lyra. bro. You don't You're remember afraid Princess? of the... Oh, of course, of course, Princess Bride. But uh, I-, I couldn't help but thinking of Liar Liar. You're afraid of the Claw. You're... It's coming to get you. <laughs> Here comes the Claw. 
Of course, Princess Bride. Yeah, I recently saw yeah. I re- I recently saw a meme that was Jim Carrey holding up the claw. You know how he would grab his hand and pretend yeah, he yeah. was me, and then it had a it had a white claw on it. <laughs> so like, here comes the claw. <laughs> is is white claw a is is that a nationwide phenomenon? Yeah, now? I, I've it's seen out it at selling, a few barbecues. Yeah, it's it's out selling craft beer. Any any of the craft beers are being outsold by White Claw right now. All comeback of the year, uh, the Mike's Hard Lemonade is the per, the distributor of White Claw. Oh wow! Yeah, nobody. So they, they? They, people drink that ironically, and then and then here's this thing. And, and I was at a birthday party this weekend, and and people are just they sell them at bars. It's it's a huge thing. Guzzling, yeah. I mean, the, they're almost making up for the fact that it's lower in alcohol by drinking so many of them. Yeah, that's basically what I do. Anything diet, I just drink twice as much and just <laughs> end up being an asshole. Uh, speaking of uh, comeback of the centuries, uh, I, I heard that they're bringing back the new Coke uh, as a promo for the show. Oh. Um, I, I don't really know anything about new Coke. Uh, I thought it was, like, clear, but maybe I'm thinking of... That that's was like Crystal Pepsi. Pepsi. Yeah, Crystal Pepsi. Yeah. But New Coke was like, oh, people are drinking Pepsi because it's sweeter. Let's change our formula. And people, people hated freaked it. freaked out, yeah. And then they were able to bring back Coke as Coke Classic, and that's when they took off. Hmm, interesting. So I, I, was, I was reading an article about it. It was kind of like some people consider it like a marketing ploy, but, but it's absurd to think that people would like, Let, let's self-sabotage just so we can pull the, you know, be the phoenix from the ashes. I don't think, I don't think any marketing board is, is – no, probably not. Easel. Well, and then in the movie yesterday, Coke doesn't exist anymore. You can only drink Pepsi. What a segue. Um, well, real yeah. quick, before we segue to yesterday, uh, another couple bits that I did not jive with, Karen Wheeler being into Billy and the whole subplot of her maybe cheating on her husband, waste of time. That was all oh, that total stuff was waste wasted. of time. Uh, and then um, that was that was pretty much my my big gripe. And then of course I I hit it, but I'll say it one more time. Uh, Joyce and Hopper didn't really care too much about all of the flirtatious. And I think even just in general, just recycling the mind flare. I would have liked to see them have a new monster come through instead of the mind flare figuring out something that he can inhabit bodies because the body snatcher thing just didn't play as hard for me. But overall, I'd probably give it a B. I, I don't know, man. I, I mean, because we end season two with, like, uh, what's his name, Will seeing this monster in the upside down. And then for that to kind of manifest itself, I think, was the natural progression of that story arc. Um, I, I'm not really remembering how he kind of first did it. I think because he got Billy first. Well, what happened where... was they they got they, they did an exorcism and they got the they got the because he doesn't oh, like heat, yeah, so they put him in basically yeah. a burning room and then and so he, and he evaporated into the world and then he like was able to make adjustments. I did like what they did with Billy. I thought I, I like to leave on that is that I thought that they did a really nice character arc with him. And again, took the took the character to a few new places and gave him some backstory and some perspective. And in general, I like what they did with Billy the villain. Yeah, and showed him like he was happy once when he was like you know having a nice day at the beach with his mom, yeah. who then was killed by the dad. I, I I didn't really catch that. Did, are we supposed to believe that like they just got divorced or she, he beat her and she? Yeah, I mean, what yeah. Hap- what happened? He was to the abusive, mom? and then the mom left, so he was left oh, with his dad. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Anyway. Um, but yeah, so yeah, New Coke, cool. New Coke and transitioning into the movie yesterday. So we each went and saw the Danny Boyle film where 
guy gets knocked on the head and he wakes up and he's the only one that remembers the Beatles songs. Oh, it is Danny Boyle. I didn't even know that. Yes, That's Danny funny. Boyle. Um, it just seemed like one of those movies where anybody could have. Anyone could have. Yeah, there wasn't a ton of direction that was. Um, I so the the trailer uh, I think is a fairly decent ad for what the experience of seeing it is. I I I was like, oh, this will be fun and probably not that great, but um, you know, you'll get a good soundtrack out of it. And based on the trailer, it looks like this guy can sing pretty well. And so I was I was into it. I I, yeah, I was really I anticipating this movie. What? Yeah, what did you think? I don't know. I, I kind of want to get your perspective first because I I was a little underwhelmed. It was less fun and magical than I thought it was going to be. What Did, did you yeah. enjoy this thing? Uh, I did. I just had some problems with it. It's, like, it's, it's, it's more than a few tweaks away from being a great movie, but it, it definitely there's like the, the kernels are there for it to be like really yeah, interesting. and it just it misses, and I... I I think that it, it gets really bogged down. And so, do you know who wrote this movie? Richard mm. Curtis wrote this movie. The guy. So he's done a ton of English rom coms. So uh-huh. he did Four Weddings and a Funeral, and mm. Notting Hill, and Love Actually, mm-hmm. which is one that me and you watch every single Christmas. Bridget Jones's Diary. He's done a ton of these these type of movies. Yeah. So you know, I I just with with the writer Man. and the director and the concept and its Beatles, I really thought this movie was going to be fantastic, and I was underwhelmed. I think, man, that's a huge. Le- the guy that wrote Notting Hill, I mean, what a what a nice love story that is, and that's that's the main issue with this. The, the you don't care about the is, relationship between him and the girl at all, and it's not from performance. Not even, not even that. It's it's just like totally unbelievable and and not really fleshed out, and it's like. We're, we're, I mean, this guy clearly doesn't love this girl because he would have said so. And then at the end, he he d- makes this whole big grand gesture, and we're supposed to just uh, buy in. And then, I mean, they're, they're what, 20 years friend zoned, and then I uh, just, I yeah. don't know. But, well, the one thing that is definitely clear is that people like to pretend that they're at a concert in the movie theater. Because over oh the last God, year, yeah. Star is Born, Bohemian Rhapsody, Rocket Man, there's a new Bruce Springsteen movie that's coming out. This movie, it's all these concert movies, strangely, and are the, taking place. And easily, the best part of all of those movies are when we're just like listening to the songs and it's like a big rock opera or you know a stadium scene or... Yeah, all, all those just play really well. And mostly because it's you get to listen to great music in a well you know you know darkened great sound room (laughs) yeah this one the the a lot of the characters and the the dynamics between the relationships were were lacking i did like the friend the rocky the the roadie yeah i thought he was pretty fun Uh, when he was like i just want to say it's my privilege to work for the greatest songwriter in the history of the world and before you step onto the stage i just had to tell you that oh no it's the wrong wrong fucking door (laughs) (laughs) he's like taking the chips from the they're trying to have their private meeting and he's in there like you're gonna eat those crisps (laughs) Um, just yeah that idiot friend i have this idiot friend uh that constantly will come in at least once a year to chicago and and every without fail miss his flight home uh, so when I when I see other buffoons in other movies, I'm able to relate. Yeah, does that guy miss his flight because he's too busy, you know, <laughs> plowing chicks? <laughs> Just one for the road, man. Yeah, I bet. Yeah, but this 
I mean, this movie had some nice moments. I la- I laughed out loud when he he plays yesterday for his friends and and they don't have a reference level and and he's like, "This is the greatest song of all time." She's like, "Well, it's it's not Coldplay. It's not it's Fix not You." Fix you. <laughs> <laughs> I actually I I really I actually like that performance a lot. It's like really sweet. And you're like, man, yeah, these these songs are really good. And it, it's just it's such an interesting concept. Like, would it would it would it is is this what would happen if, yeah. if this let me ask you guy? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, what? Sorry. Well, I, no, I was just just saying that like it, it's really interesting to imagine. Like, okay, let's say this is reality, and like the Beatles uh, library is available to only one person, and that guy plays it to you. Would you recognize the greatness in it? And would you be like, oh my god, what? How did you write that? That's brilliant. And you have all of these songs. I mean, you're the greatest songwriter ever. Yeah. Or would it be just like, like I don't know, once where it's like this this guy's playing a really nice song and he puts out an album and it does okay. But then, I mean, when did when was the last time you thought about the songs from once? Yeah, I they, yeah, but I think they did a couple nice things with this movie. First of all, he doesn't recall them all just by memory. He has to yeah. some of the some of the songs, especially Eleanor Rigby. He has to sit and like think and recall because he doesn't know the whole thing off the top of his head so i like that i like that there was a process and an effort for him even just recreating some of the music and i liked that there was a couple people who appreciated there was a couple people that had memory to it and just the story ended up becoming thank you for allowing us because we were not able to sing so how how terrible is it if no one remembers the beatles and you don't even have the the skill set to be able to replicate any of it. See, I think I mean I I did like where they ended up with that, but it, it was also kind of a cop out for based on like how the trailer sets it up. Where there's two times where it's like, you know, um, it's James Corden. He's like, now you wrote all these songs yourself, right? Because I have two guys who say they're theirs. They're like, oh my god, Paul and John are here, and mm-hmm. uh, what is what does Ringo. that mean? Yeah. Yeah, Paul and Ringo, yeah, the guys that are still living. Like, what is, I mean, do they have memory of this? Like, so they wrote the songs, but they never got famous. So now they're like, hey, we wrote these. Why are you, I mean, that That's was That's where I thought they might go. But I'm also glad they didn't go there because I wouldn't want to have watched a 20-minute court battle at the end of the movie or anything stupid like that. Right, yeah, I mean, that's definitely where you'd have to take that. Um but then also when these two people show up in the press conferences and they're like, you're like, oh my God, like who are these shady characters? This guy from Russia, this woman who's holding up a yellow submarine. What, what are they going to do? Like, like, is he in trouble? Like what are, are these somehow these people know about like the reality shift? I mean, what what's but it's just some people that woke up one day and in the same scenario. Yeah. Um, and just appreciate that he can sing and that they get to listen to him. Yeah, still. even if I woke up and I remembered the Beatles, it wouldn't inspire me to follow the guy around and show up to his CD release or anything like that. I I mean, but, you know, whatever. I thought the ending was uh, super predictable, and I also didn't get a lot of answers as to why. Why, why has this mystical thing happened? What's the point of it? Or was it just to be a vehicle so that you could play out this type of fantasy? Yeah, so a power outage across the world. Yeah, what's what was the significance? What was the importance? Do you think, I mean, if it were me, I, I don't think I would approach the guy, but it's like, hey, man, these aren't yours. I, I you know, sh- Give me some of this money that you're making. But he'd be like, prove it. And then yeah. you'd be like, I, I can't. Yeah, you're right. Um, 
Because that's the thing that's crazy where it's, okay, yeah, he, he, he admits all this stuff and he clears his conscience and he, he makes the songs for free. But at the same time, people are like, okay, yeah, this guy's a, this guy's a jerk. You know, he, he was kind of profiteering off other people's work. Let's go appreciate the people that wrote these songs. They don't exist. Yeah. Um, so, what, so what was he talking about? <laughs> I mean, I don't Well, they do exist. Like, the, the actual people do exist, though, because he goes and he hangs right. out with John Lennon. John Lennon is real. Yeah, and it's interesting that they chose him to visit as opposed to anyone else. Well, it's also interesting the actor that played John Lennon was one of the guys from Danny Boyle's crew from Train Spotting. Oh, really? Yeah, he was the kind of the jerky leather coat dude. What do you mean? Just like a crew on the film? You know, no, he was like in the he was one of the oh, he was oh, one of Ewan yeah. McGregor's buddies and he's right. also oh, in, Ewan... he's also in um Full Monty. But he he looks a lot like John Lennon. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, okay. Yeah, anyway. I never recognized him. Oh, um, yeah, that was kind of a cool scene. I, I, do you think it was interesting that they like they had this John Lennon moment? I mean, the fact that I guess because he was the one assassinated, um, and then so that didn't happen because he wasn't famous. Like, I think that's kind of like let's explore that. Yeah, I but think at the same that's time, why we did that one. A lot of the, a lot of the movie the songs they use were very Paul. Yes. You know what I mean, I mean. Can I ask? Are you? Are you? Who's your Beatle? Are you a George guy? Are you a Paul guy? Or are you a Lennon guy? Uh, I guess I'm all more of a, a Paul guy. I mean, yeah, some me of that John stuff is pretty. But you know, you got I, their solo stuff's really great too. Like Imagine. I mean. Yeah, I, I like uh, the I pop see, stuff more, even though I do yeah. like the, the folk of of John Lennon. What were, what were your favorite use of songs? I mean, like I I think Yesterday just sticks out for me. Just because it was like, kind of the... Well, Let It Be was kind of nice, but then they kept interrupting him. And I did like yeah. the outburst. I was like, this is fucking Da Vinci. Paint. It's the first people to ever hear Let It Be, and you you guys can't get off your fucking phone. I thought that that yeah. was a nice a nice moment. Uh, uh, just him him singing I Want to Hold Your Hand at a birthday party, and kids are just running around popping balloons. I thought that could have <laughs> been an interesting take on this, too, where despite... He just didn't have he just didn't have the opportunity. He would have had all of this collection, and then just no one would have appreciated it. I thought that could have been interesting too. Well, he kind of has that moment where he's like, "It was me. It wasn't. I mean, I've got access to these songs, and I, I'm the problem. I'm yeah. the reason I wasn't successful." Yeah. But then, of of course, the absurd character who was my least favorite um, uh, was like, "Hey, I, we're gonna steal all your money." And, oh, Kate you know, McKinnon, dude, what was she yeah. doing in this movie? Wh- what was she doing? It was. It's not a sketch. Like, <laughs> I honestly don't I, think I, she can play a real person. I think that's what it comes yeah. down to. I think she is showing what? the world in this movie that I can't play. Or, I mean, the next movie she's gonna do, she's gonna try to show everybody that. But damn, man, you you completely Someone. felt like you were in a different movie. No one, no one was there to reel her in. I mean, she must have just been like making them laugh on set, and the, the Danny Boyle just let her go with it. But that needed some serious reining in and uh, grounding. I would have liked uh, it if she would have just played it straight. And man, they took it a completely different. And she's got all these side crack jokes. Hey, when did you realize that your son is way better than you? It's like, oh my god, you, you are not good. No, it, no one else is like a, a caricature of a person. You're, you're like just this absurd, evil, awful yeah. uh, thing. It, uh, it was, why did, yeah, I was like, this is it's not a it's not a sketch. It's a real movie. Like if they wanted to have uh, it be like that, they could have had Tilda Swinton or somebody, you know, somebody oh that God, could yeah. come in and, and bring gravitas to that and actually be kind of menacing. And instead, Tilda Swinton would have killed. You got these 
wacky faces and her like like wink wink to the cameras and shit it's like fuck and this. not not funny at all yeah right i mean that's also not funny yeah yeah that was such a miss i think that was my my most my my, my biggest miss yeah or like the, the the part that i was the most annoyed by the rest i'm kind of like ah, i wanted this to work but it didn't for some reason really besides the besides the roadie none of the humor works for me in this movie it's not it's not funny enough and the, the, like, the whole like hey dude instead of hey jude like, that, that shit just didn't and i was also in the trailer but that just didn't play yeah. for me man yeah no the humor was 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 not so great um i mean i don't know how do you feel ed sheeran did he did okay. I mean, he's really yeah. playing himself. I think it's kind of funny that he he has his own ringtone. Like that's obviously a, a little <laughs> making fun of himself. And I did like how he he referenced uh, your uh, your Mozart and I'm Molieri. Yeah, I yeah, was that like, was oh, that's cool. kind of a cool little. I I actually like the 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 scene where he's like humbled by the fact that he's in the presence of of a true genius. Uh, written songs. Yeah. Uh, I won't. I won't say that the actual guy is. But yeah, um, I thought he was. Okay. That was. That was kind of like if you're Ed Sheeran and you're kind of top. Of, I mean, it's him. And as far as singer songwriters go, I think he's probably the closest modern day equivalent. Um, as awful as that is to admit, uh, yeah. to a Paul McCartney, wouldn't you say? Uh yeah. Yes, for sure. I mean, I mean Bonavar, Bonnie Bear, whatever. But he's not nearly as popular. No, no, um, no. Because this is this is mainstream pop infuses right into it even even the song he has towards the end of the movie is i was like oh this is a great song yeah the the one he goes goes away and like writes real quick i was like oh yeah that yeah i, I would that would and then, and then he busts out the long and winding road and the guy's just like fuck <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was so that was really funny yeah. like hey I, i'm pretty proud of myself i think this would play on uh, k-rock and and then just you know one of the greatest songs yeah. that will live on forever. <laughs> uh, are you, you're a, you're an I, English guy. You're from your parents are English. Are you were you always raised on Beatles? Are you a big Beatles dude? Uh, not really. My dad was more into Queen and uh, Rolling Stones and stuff like that. Um, okay. But uh, I actually didn't really get into the Beatles until Across uh, the Universe. Oh. Which kind of. Which, which I think this movie kind of wants to be a little bit, or, or I mean, Rocket Man we talked about as well as kind of aiming for that goal. Um, yeah, I it, because that movie was just so interesting and different, and it, it took the songs in a and made them and used them in, in such a unique way that I'm like, oh yeah, there's 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 all these Beatles songs I'm not really familiar with. Let me let me go explore the catalog, and that was kind of yeah, for me. That's that's what kind of got me you know into them Mm -hmm. if you if you could this was the question i was going to ask you earlier if if the whole world were to um not have a reference level to one particular artist whether it be an actor or a, a filmmaker or a musician and then you would have the reference to take over that career what would that be It'd be, I mean, it's so hard to say with actors because, like, I mean, I, I guess you could copy their stand-up acts, but as far as, like, being in films, um, I don't know how you would be, like, how you would bring so if, that to the masses. So if no one had a reference level to Goodwill Hunting? Uh, I was just going to say that. <laughs> if Goodwill Hunting, If Goodwill Hunting hadn't been made and I could, like, sit down and, like, from memory kind of write the script, which I think I'd do a decent job... Um, I think that's that's probably would be my answer. I but then you gotta think be like, if me and you sat down together, we could get 
most of the dialogue in that movie. Pretty, yeah. I think we could get pretty close. Yeah. And then, and then, so what's our goal? We call up Gus Van Sant and be like, yeah. "Hey, we wrote this." <laughs> uh, and in that, and I, in I, that, and then, and in that, uh, like John Lennon, Robin Williams is still alive. We got to pitch to Robin Williams. Right, but then you got to figure like Matt and Ben are alive. They just haven't written that yet. Um, but so, do we ask them to play it and give them their? Br- no, their we do the we do the thing. <laughs> <laughs> Me and you. <laughs> That's our big brain. But then it, but then it wouldn't be nearly as good. You know what I mean? <laughs> you don't know. Hey, bite your tongue. <laughs> wouldn't you rather just like give the world the best possible version of Goodwill Hunting? I mean, I, I I'm fine taking the credit for stealing the the, the script. script. We could in, just we could be this... we could be up there just we could be yeah the, the, the screen best screenplay. Uh, I I I take best screenplay and and let Matt and Ben have their careers. Maybe that's why they. Maybe that's why Matt and Ben have never wrote a movie themselves again. Is because be- the, be- the power <laughs> went out. They were- <laughs> Some there's someone else that wrote that genius movie decades ago, but the power went out and none of us remember. But they remember. Yeah, it was like a, it was like a Jimmy Stewart vehicle. Yeah. <laughs> they were, uh, with, with it was like Jimmy Stewart and Cary Grant. Yeah. As- <laughs> and no one remembers. My God. Dude, no one knows Goodwill go- Hunting. We can write it. We gotta write it. Oh, I was pretty high, Matt. I don't know if I can remember anything. Don't worry, Ben. I've got this. I've got it. <laughs> Someone's is... gotta ask him that in the next the, the next interview. Yeah. Listen, guys, we've all seen yesterday. Okay. <laughs> we've all seen. <laughs> we, Do you we, care we, to the jig is up. <laughs> yeah. There's like three a, other uh, people on the planet that remember. Dude, I'm, I'm gonna. Uh, the, if I ever see them, I'll be like, look, guys. I know I, I couldn't write it as well as you guys did. I'm just glad that, you know, someone made sure that the world <laughs> still had good one. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe you'll serve him a beer sometime in your in your hip underground. Yeah, that's great. Anyway, yeah, overall, uh, overall, okay movie. If you had to grade it A to E or A to F, what would you grade it? Uh, I, I, C plus, B minus. Uh, probably, probably closer to a C plus. Okay. Um, which which I think is about what seventy five percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Okay, That's pretty good. Okay, we're right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, do you have an answer to that question? By the way, is there a, is there a Santa back or a? I would be. Musician? I would. Well, the the thing that sucks is I don't have any musical talent at all. But if I did, yeah. I'd want to be Bruce Springsteen. I would do the Bruce Springsteen uh-huh. stuff. I don't know. I don't know if I released it today if it would be as impactful. And that's another argument is that if you released all the Beatles songs today. Would they still hit the same way that they did in the '60s? But that's what I was curious. I mean, their early stuff, no. But I like you know the like uh, twist and shout and like all that the poppy stuff in the beginning. But like the stuff that's like while my guitar gently re- weeps yesterday, all the all yeah, that let it stuff, be. Is, uh, yeah. Let it be is timeless. I, I I think absolutely. If someone had the power to write those songs from memory, they would become famous somehow. If if they were if they had any decent amount of ability. Yeah. So then yeah. I would have to kind of go towards the the filmmaker standpoint. So I would I would maybe um, you know just movies that I really like. I guess like Goodwill Hunting is is one that would come up at the top of my mind. But just a a script like the movie Seven. Just something that would get people, or the mo- like the Matrix. Like if I if I wrote the Matrix, Ooh, yeah. you know, and, and I think that would kind of blow some minds. Uh, yeah, and the kind Wachowski of launch, a, launch some sort of, you know, trip uh, opportunities in Hollywood. I guess I guess that's where I would go. 
let me ask you this, Bob. The power goes out. The world wakes up. There's no dice clay material. <laughs> Perfect way to bring it home. <laughs> yeah, you no take, one's you, ever heard of dice. Hickory take, dickory dock. <laughs> what are you talking about? Why are you doing these dirty nursery rhymes? It's dice. Who? Oh. Ah! <laughs> oh. Would you? Would you go? Uh, the, the next Little Miss Muffet, Tazana Tuffet, eating her curds and whey. Long came a cider, someone... sat down beside her, he said, hey, said, hey, what's in a what's bowl, in the bitch? bowl oh! <laughs> Can you imagine someone trying to uh, <laughs> bring Dice Clay's material into the 21st century? Oh, you'd, you'd get end up in jail. <laughs> yeah. What? And then there's that scene where we go to visit Dice. <laughs> We go to visit old just, Dice, and he's he's sitting in Brooklyn. He never made it. Yeah, just just eating a bunch of bagels. Yeah, we just uh, we uh, look out at the beach what? and we talk about how his life's been. Yeah, and how great it is, yeah. and how how satisfied he, him and his buddy Wheel. Yeah, are, you know, yeah Wheels. <laughs> well, we're down. We 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 got bingo on Fridays. You know, yeah. we're. Uh, it's been a good go, life. going up. Yeah, I yeah, just yeah, uh, went up to, went up to you know, uh, saw the Dodgers. You know, they never left LA yeah. or they never left New York. You know, because uh, all the fan base, everybody's here. Uh, but or and if there's no dice, there's no Ford Fairlane. So we would have got right. got to make that movie again, which is definitely one that yeah. we could remake from memory. Oh, absolutely! Like, <laughs> uh, that'd be hilarious. Uh, with that said, all right. All right, yeah, this has been fun, man. I think uh, any dice reference at the front and back end uh, constitutes a good oh, great, uh, great. Hundredth, hundredth episode spectacular. Yeah, we had to work them in twice. And uh, could you do me a favor and play us out with your favorite little Beatles song? Pick whatever one yours is your favorite. Oh, favorite Beatles. I thought we were going to go uh, favorite dice. Oh, well, you could play some dice underneath it. <laughs> What's that song he did that Greg found us? So, uh, Booga Boogaloo, Booga Boogaloo. Oh, yeah, we're like... Uh, funny Frank fucked his... F- uh, something, something. <laughs> all right, everybody. Well, thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to all these all these episodes. And please remember to like and subscribe. And we're looking forward to the next 100. Yeah, uh, check us, uh, Stranger Things, if you haven't. Uh, maybe pause on yesterday, although I'd still, I'd still recommend it. Okay. Bye. Oh, I'm over here, cause you said I'm over here, cause you said I'm over here, cause you said I'm over here. Like tongue twisted, listen to this. I got something special. Tommy twisted, Terry's tits told Tony tongue to what? Yeah. Toby tickled Tina's touch. I tell you now, what a hairy butch. Funny Frank, feeling free. Fuck fat ass Fran on one bad knee. Hug nose Ned, nicked his cock as fat ass Fran. Fuck Frank the cop. Norby took his nozzle out of Nancy's nasty nook. Oh. When Sally sucked the protein sauce from Sammy's sloppy sack. Yeah. Norby gnawed on Nancy's nipples before he took a nap. <laughs> I'm over here.